Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Okay, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. Our special guest today is Emily Gibson. Hi, Emily, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited to have you. You're a friend and a neighbor, but I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper into all your success that you've done and hear some stories about your how you built this coaching and online business. So, but first of all, Emily, why don't you start us out with a little bit of background? Tell us about yourself and uh, some of your history. So I graduated from college in elementary education okay, and was a school teacher for two years, realized I don't really like kids. <laughs> But you have some. Okay. I have four kids. Yep. I liked my own kids. I just didn't really love teaching other kids. Right. And so, and all I really wanted to do was be a mom. That was my goal. I just wanted to be a stay at home mom. I wanted to be able to do that. And I didn't care if we made a lot of money. I was fine just being at home, making less money, no big deal. And so I had uh, just went through my, my teaching degree taught for two years. My husband got accepted to the University of Utah Physical Therapy School, and we started having kids. And we had four kids in seven years, and I loved being a stay-at-home mom. I was probably the busiest stay-at-home mom you could ever meet. There was always a project I was doing or... Yes. Gardening was one of my big, big hobbies. And... um, And I just loved it. And then when my kids were, my oldest was seven. And then I had a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a four-month-old. And I had some health issues popping up, nothing big or detrimental, just energy and things like that. And I tried some products from a network marketing company and told my friend, I'll never do a business. So don't ask me. And if you ask me, I'll quit. Even if it works, I don't want to be bothered. Right. Cause oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah. I was like, people I know don't do these things. So <laughs> I'm not doing these things. Right. And so then within two weeks, it just like fixed all of my issues. And I remember texting Sean at work saying, I'm gonna have to say something on social media. And he was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And within six months I had created a six figure income accidentally. Mm. and then doubled it in six months after that, and then tripled it by my 18 month mark, like no quadrupled by my 18 month mark and loved working, like loved it. was working at home, doing everything on my phone. And I was like, I think I'm good at this. This is kind of fun. I like marketing. Like, this is so great. And I feel good. And you know, just all these things. I also experienced a ton of burnout and was miserable. So it was like this 50, 50 thing, right? Like 50% of me was, this is amazing. I love it. The other 50% of me was I'm miserable. I hate this. And now I'm trapped. Right. And so, um, I, I did that for a couple of years, had tremendous success, like crazy success. And at around my four year mark, I found the life coach school and I learned so much. I had, there was one coach there, Jody Moore, who she specifically worked with people, um, who are members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I really resonated with her and how she taught basically thought work, like looking at your thoughts and the power of your thoughts mindset. And it just finally resonated with me. And I thought, I think I could do network marketing without burnout. 
And I think that I also want to be a coach. And so for two years, I wrestled with it. Like, no, I don't want to be a coach because then, you know, I'll have to take my foot off the gas of my, my, my network marketing business, which was our sole income at that point. My husband had retired from his career. I was the breadwinner. And so I thought, no, I have to stay focused. It was a lot of scarcity, right? And I just couldn't fight it anymore about, and I had done like business coaching within like people in my company and things like that over the, those first six years, people would hire me to coach them that weren't on my team or just other people within the company would hire me. And I did like group coaching with a business partner of mine. And we made a million dollars in a year in this company that we did together. Yes. It profit, not just made a million. We made a million dollar profit in a year. It was crazy amazing. And, um, and, and, and like parts of it were amazing and parts of it were all in burnout. I mean, again, it was like repeating the old habits, the bad habits all over again. And so I finally just decided, you know, I, I want something different. And so I went through life coach certification through the life coach school and invested. It was the most money I'd ever spent on personal development in my life. (laughs) It was $25,000. And the easiest money I've ever spent. It was like when I hit charge on that button, I knew without a doubt, this was exactly what I needed to do and that it was going to change my business forever. And it has. And then I decided to create a coaching community of for network marketers with Christian values. And we've had tremendous success within four months. It's made six figures and continued on that path to do that every four months for the rest of the year. So wow. that's, that's me in a that's nutshell. So how long <laughs> have you been doing it? You, I know it, you said it originally took you on the network marketing six months to turn six figures. Yep. Four, four years in, you went into coaching. And yep. how long have you been at six years now or how long has it been? It's, it'll be seven years this fall from when I first started with my network marketing company. So, okay. and you have some exciting news. You just got accepted into the, like the PhD yeah. version of it. Yes. Yeah, so I just was accepted for master coach training at the life coach school. It's a rigorous application process. They don't accept everyone. And I'm so excited. I start in two weeks and was selected to do it. It is, it's just like getting your PhD yeah. as a life coach. So and how long will that take you? Six months. Six months. Okay. That's yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it's very intense for six months, but I'm ready. Okay. Now, are you going to talk more about burnout? You've intrigued me uh-huh. a couple of times. Okay. Well, let yes. me jump to the big question then. And yes, if you were to try to share with your closest friends, your key success factors, don't worry. This is a, uh, uh, you can brag, you can uh, kind of share all your insights that you feel comfortable, but what would be those key success factors for, because there's a million coaches out there, Emily, and they're yeah. not all hitting six figures. So you've done something well. So share with us yeah. some of your nuggets, some of your key success factors. For not for not having burnout? Well, a period, but I'm assuming you're going to also cover burnout as well. Yes. Because I mean, I feel like there's, I, there's three main things that I feel like have really helped me scale my business as an online business that have created my success in my coaching business. And then I feel like burnout is a totally different topic. And there's three, 
Yeah. So I feel like with burnout, the biggest thing is when you're doing something and you exhaust, like you're so tired and you're exhausting yourself and you don't ever want to do it again, right? Like it's done something to you and you're traumatized by it. And you're like, I never want to do that again. I did it. I don't want to do it. And so I feel like the three things that you really have to be aware of when you're trying to avoid burnout or if you're in burnout is number one, self-acceptance, right? Like if you're new to this idea of mindset, or maybe you've been around this podcast for a while and you've been listening to Rick for a while, like you might not have heard the term 50, 50 yet, but basically it's like, what I believe is that as humans, we're all 50, 50, we're 50% a mess and we're 50% exceptional, right? Like (laughs) we're a 50% business owner in both ways. I'm a 50-50 mom. I'm a 50-50 wife. I'm a 50-50 leader. I'm a 50-50 churchgoer. And most of the time we try to show up as a hundred percent. And then we wonder why we can't, right? And so having this self-acceptance of yourself as being a mess and also exceptional, both sides of that stick is the ability to take full accountability that you are the problem and also the solution, right? And there's this void that sometimes we have when we are entrepreneurs, especially because we sort of have to figure out the ideas and what we're going to run with it, right? And so a lot of the times you think that you sort of know what the problem is, but really the problem is always what you're thinking. And whatever you're thinking is what your results are going to be in your life, right? And so having more self-acceptance of yourself is going to allow you to have your imperfections and then say, now what? So I'm not perfect and I'm going to go do this anyway and be successful anyway. Now what? Right. Right. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, it's so powerful. So the, I obviously have heard of self-acceptance uh, as a recovering perfectionist. This is yeah. a very important point. And, but I love how you articulate it. I hadn't heard the 50, 50, but just acknowledging that, you know, I'm 50% mess and 50% exceptional and I'm part of the problem and I'm part of the solution and yeah. that's okay. It's where you take all your power back. Right. And, and then the second, the second part of avoiding, you know, burnout or healing yourself from it is knowing your reasons for doing it and liking your reasons, your purpose, your cause. Like if you don't, if you don't have that dialed in, then a lot of time you're just using willpower, especially like overachievers who are perfectionist type a, like you, you, which a lot, it attracts a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Like that's a lot of the personality of an entrepreneur. And so we just think we'll outrun ourselves in our actions. Willpower. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. And the willpower runs out. That's right. the problem. Leading. Yeah. Yeah. And so knowing why you're doing something and liking your reasons for it. I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with self-acceptance, right? And then the final thing is being curious. You have to be curious to avoid burnout. Have to. Now, is that from the standpoint of you want to keep learning or what, what standpoint do you have to be curious? Changing your beliefs about what's possible. Okay. Because when you are someone that is used to running yourself into the ground with willpower, 
And then you just repeat that bad habit every single time you go for success, right? Like the first time I hit the top of my network marketing company, I did it in burnout. The first time I built a coaching business, I did it in burnout. And then my thought was, I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah, I know exactly what to do and I don't want to do it, right? So if there was a way to be wildly successful and not hit burnout, what would that look like? Yeah, that would be so attractive. <laughs> Asking yourself that question and then tapping into your future self, like the version of you, your highest, best self that's achieved that goal. What would they do? What would their next step be right now? Mm. That future version of you has all the answers. And when you give yourself the space to be curious about it, instead of just going to what you're used to doing, which is killing yourself, working 24 seven, hitting burnout, instead of going into that old habit and routine that you know, and you know, you can just go get it if you need it getting into curiosity instead, it feels, it feels insecure at first, but the way that I am now getting my husband's position to the top of the company and the way that I've built my second coaching business to six figures has been from that curiosity mindset. And I'm not burnt out, but I'm, and, and I am making more money faster doing it this way, which is what has blown my mind completely. Well, I think even your question is a powerful one. Most of us just ask the question, how do I be a high performer? How do I hit this sales goal? How do I, whatever that stretch you're trying to achieve to, yeah. don't often ask the combination question that you're talking about. How do I achieve that big milestone I'm after and not burn out? What would the very best do if they're trying to accomplish both goals? Because we often just ask the one goal. So asking both goals is, that makes sense. But uh, that, I like that a lot, Emily. Well, and the thing is too, is like, if we are going to, like, if the how were the problem, everybody would be successful, right? The how is there for free. Anyone can Google how to build a company. It's, Though it's what you think and believe about yourself on the way that actually delivers you to the result that you want. Mm. And it starts with asking self-acceptance and asking that right question. And yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, so I know how busy you are. So you're able now to, I mean, I see you on social media, very active and all, and you're coaching and everything. So you're able to stay out of burnout for longer or period? How does that work? So I feel like burnout is sort of like the way that you can check in with yourself as an entrepreneur, right? Like there is this dance with self a little bit where, you know, massive action and value are what create money, period, yeah. end of story. You yeah. give a ton of value and you take a ton of action, you're going to get a paycheck. It's inevitable, right? It's sort of like the law of abundance, right? And so there are times when I am tired because I've been working so much and I've been intentionally creating things and putting new things out there. But again, the difference between being exhausted and being in burnout is sort of like Disneyland, right? Okay. Like you come home from Disneyland 
and you're exhausted, but also you're texting your travel agent to plan your next trip. You're exhilarated. Yeah. Yes. You're like, that was amazing. I'm so happy to be home. And also I want to go next year. Right. Where burnout is, oh my gosh, I just pushed myself to hit this sales quota and I didn't look my family in the eyes for a week. I'm not taking care of myself. I didn't exercise. I barely ate yesterday. I I haven't done laundry. Like there was a point in my career where I told Sean, just go buy new underwear. Like we don't need to do laundry. Just go buy new underwear. And then when I reached the goal, I was like, well, I don't ever want to do that again. If that's the way to do it, I'm out. I'll just sit here and cruise because I don't want to have to put that. I'm exhausted and I'm burned out and I don't want to ever do it again. So I feel like monitoring yourself as an entrepreneur and sort of having awareness of when you're exhausted versus never want to do it again. And then being in integrity with yourself where you can say, okay, is there a way that I could achieve that without doing it in that way? And if so, what would that look like? What would be my first step? That is how you can prevent getting into burnout. If you're already in burnout, then you just want to slow everything down and remind yourself that there is no like time expiration on your goals. Yeah, that's a really good point. We see this a lot in, I think, everyone, but I would think specifically in, for men, I see this more in my male clients where they feel like they have to hit certain milestones. They have to hit this point in their company or this in their career. They have to have this book written by then, or this, um, they have to make partner by this age. And so they have to avoid doing their family because they have to make partner by age 38 or whatever it is. Right. And yet When you're 38, when you're 45, when you're 50, you still have half a life to live. Right. Like, think about it. It matter that you missed it by two years, but you still achieved what you wanted to. And and you don't have burnout. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Really good point. Sometimes, and we're taught since very young to set a what, who, and when, right? So put the when on that goal. But as you're saying, be self-aware enough to realize, okay, well, maybe that's not the appropriate when if I'm trying to manage both questions of non-burnout and success in business. So value already, Emily Gibson. So let's turn to the other question. Um, Key success factors to growing your business. If you could distill it down to three things, what would it be? Number one, show up for free, like Mm. you're getting paid. Okay. Have to. Teach what you know as much as you can. Show your passion. And this energy transfer will happen. Whatever that looks like for you, right? You might be someone that's maybe your personality is a little bit more subdued. Maybe you're not, you know, entirely extroverted. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to look a certain way. But you showing up for free like you are getting paid with your passion behind you and giving as much value as possible without ever expecting anything in return, except maybe that you might help someone get ahead. Hey, glad you're enjoying the podcast so far with CI for Life. Isn't it awesome? Great guests, great ideas, great ideas about sharing knowledge about being a sales professional, improving your practices, your skills, and ultimately your results. You want to hear more, please join our patron 
podcast on Podbean. See you over there.